Four minutes past six o'clock. Happy Friday, everybody. 28th of April. You're listening to SENZ. It's Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Dagger. Well, his French jaunt must be coming to a close very shortly. He's due back next week, I hear. It's Louis and Kempi for your morning today to round off a very big week for you and for many people, Kempi. That's what happens when we get midweek sport. How you going, brother? Yeah, I'm all good, Louis. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Aotearoa. Yeah, you're dead right. Uh, Izzy's down, I, suppose, I think it might be like um, Bay of Ritz or somewhere like that at the moment, right on the coast of the south of France, just on the back end of his tour. And you're right, he does get back next week. Um, looking forward to him to come, uh, coming back, actually. But, uh, yeah, mate, a little bit chilly this morning. I don't know what it's like down there, Louis. What's a, I see it was a beautiful day down there on the socials, but um, what's it like this morning? Yeah, it's been fresh as it's. Uh, it, we haven't had a cloud for a couple of days, so you just get those real crispy mornings. Um, it's it's cold, mate, but it's good. It's good. It's it's nice. I'd rather have sun in the afternoon. Today they're racing at Addington. I'm gonna pop across to Addington in the afternoon and just have a couple of beers with uh, young Jake and James here's in the sales team. So yep. do a bit of a, a Christchurch team bonding session. So that'll be fun. Um, which should be cool. That's what Fridays are for. But by the way, the Black Caps are playing right now. That they are, well, kind of being handled by Pakistan a little bit. They put up a pretty decent score, about two hundred and eighty odd. Pakistan are two hundred and fifty-five four. They need thirty-four off forty-six balls. The only thing that can save us is wickets, and we have just got one. Our has just gone out. So Rajan Revenge has picked him up, but he, he made a big ton. Baba Zam made a half century as well. Um, Adam Milne's kind of kept us in here, but Pakistan is still cruising. We'd need a couple of wickets very quickly if we wanted to upset the apple cart here. But that's what's going on in Pakistan. Plenty going on back here in New Zealand, Kempe, including some fight for life results last night that, oh, we kind of actually led people in yesterday. Yeah, we did, and uh, you know, congratulations to Sawney Fomoina who uh, got the decision um, over over Forbesy. Like, mate, what about the shape Forbesy's in? You know what I mean? Like, still it looks like he can get out there. Actually, both of them can, but the highlight for me was Sam Tuitapo, and just uh, up against Roy Asatasi. Like, I don't know if you re- um, had a chance to watch the prelims, but he said, "Oh, look, Roy's really." And I know Sammy. I've known Sammy for years. You know. Um, and he's a tough kid. He always yeah. has been a tough kid. And he, he <laughs> yeah. doesn't mind mixing it. But the pre, no. <laughs> in the prelims, he said, uh, you know, well, he's really fit, Roy. So I'm just going to have to go out there and knock him out. Well, it took him 12 seconds. It was unbe- Mate, unbelievable. Kimby, did you think Roy Asatasi knew that you're allowed to defend yourself? <laughs> well, <laughs> he just I, said his- I just said to Neeps, we were just having a, a bit of a drink, uh, drink of water in the kitchen there, and I just said to Neeps, I don't think Roy knew how to box. He just walked out with his left left hand guard down, and Sam went straight over the top of it twice, and that's all yeah. he needed. I felt I, I did feel sorry for him, um, but yeah, another good night put on by Dean Lonigan. Uh, but the bigger, but the bigger news, Louis, there was bigger news mm. than that last night. Was that the roll yes. of the dice actually paid off for the Warriors, and Dills Walker was cleared to play on Sunday afternoon, which is such a good result, um, given the fact that we've got so many injuries and especially because he's a leader and the way that he's been playing throughout the year. Um, so mate, I was on the phone all night. So I knew that he was going on a 
a teleconference at six o'clock, so I was just kept hitting my refresh button in the judiciary till it came through, and they were yeah. I was like, I got feeling like what the probably what the coaches were feeling like, just that sense of relief, <laughs> going, oh, thank goodness, because um, I, I I did see think there seriously think there are a chance, uh, even with that many players out on the weekend against the Roosters at home, because they'll they'll pack it out for sure, and I just hope that the weather plays its part. There's actually a couple of there's a couple of uh, not favoured horses you can back this week. And when I say horses, I mean teams. I've come across a couple of interesting markets I want to chat to you about a little bit later on, Kempi. One of those is that uh, Warriors Roosters market, and the other one's the Chiefs Crusaders market. I mean, I see it a little bit differently from the TAB. So we can chat about that throughout the uh, afternoon, uh, morning. Jeez, I wish it was the afternoon. It feels like the uh, afternoon because it feels like we've been in here like nonstop <laughs> all week. <laughs> Time blurs, time blurs, doesn't it? Um, I, something you said before, I just wanted to. T- I wanted to say I agreed on. I actually felt bad for Roy Tassi as well because it looks like it hurt, and it just didn't. It didn't look like it. He really felt comfortable in there. Um, so that that was the result there. Liam Messam got a big win over Justin Hodges. Mm. They could both box, so that's awesome for Liam Messam's future prospects. Um, Mia Motu, yeah. hey. We've got a new champ, Kempi. Now, this is special. Yeah, she was uh, very, very good and very emotional after the fight too when they, they lifted her hand, you know, knowing that she'd won that title. But it was a decent old scrap, that one. Um, Miyamoto put up. And you know, we've had her we've had her on here, and she's such a, a good woman, you know nice. what I mean? Like just yeah. focused on what she's what yeah. she's um on about and what she wants to do. And I'm also happy too to see her hand get lifted last night. Uh Neeps had a had a I don't know whether he took that multi. Did you take that multi, Neeps? Oh, are you no. punting without tipping again, mate? No, I missed it. I missed it. I had a look at the options last night and they had um Jerome Pampalone and Andre Mihailovic to win their fight. Uh, just both to win their fight at four dollars fifty. Andre was paying a dollar seven by himself. Oh. And um, Jerome was paying like two bucks or something like that, so it was wicked odds. I'm gutted I missed it. Oh no! There you go, another one, another one that got away. Just you know, like if you don't want it, like throw it in the in the chat because one of us will probably take it. We all know how my tips have gone in the past. No one's jumping on my ones. Well, wait, are they, mate, we needed something after Brad's tip on the basketball yesterday, so you know, we could have got it back. <laughs> yeah, but Brad, <laughs> mate, what Come about the basketball again, yesterday? Y- you have it. You have a new uh, best of the weekend. Oh well, Kempi, my Kamwe question of the day actually um, protrudes to the the basketball. So we'll we'll get to that in just a second. We're coming up later on in the show, we're going to chat to Mark Walker, who's come back from Singapore. He's the head trainer with Tiako Racing, and people say that uh, we we talk about Tiako too much, but the reality is they're leading the premiership. They've lapped the field, so they're doing something right. You kind of can't ignore the elephant in the room. So we'll chat to Mark Walker about his season home and. Uh, what he's got coming up this weekend. After eight, Pod Turner Kempe, inaugural Chiefs captain, because, gee, there's, that's a, a big weekend for Super Rugby. Would you say that since the NRL has put together a opening quarter of the season, which is as good as the product has ever been, Super Rugby has never been more under the pump, and this is only year two of Super Rugby Pacific? Oh, 100%, Louie. I think, you know, the product in the NRL at the moment is capturing everybody's imagination. So mm-hmm. I, I know that the rugby guys, and being a rugby guy myself, you know, because I went from rugby to rugby league, 
and became a diehard rugby league person. You know what I mean? But I think the rugby people always liked watching a little bit of rugby league. But I think at the moment the products are so far apart that you most rugby people would be getting a little bit annoyed at the product of rugby at the moment. And then when they switch over, as they had done in the past, just a glimpse at rugby league, they go, well, I'm staying here. And they're capturing that market. Look, it, it bids well for the, the NRL and their media rights. But for Super Rugby especially, they have to do something. You know, they have to do something uh, to try and get back that market because it is a a different type of market than when we grew up. You know, we we'd watch rugby. I remember going into a bar down in Christchurch when I came back in two like early two thousands to cut, and we played a game down there with the Warriors. Um, and I remember I'd so I'd been away for fourteen years, and when I left, rugby was just like. You know, if you watched it on telly, you watched it with all your mates. No matter what the game was, everyone's eyes were fix, fixated on the telly. I remember walking into a bar in Christchurch, and there was a big game on, big Super Rugby game on. And I remember standing at the bar with my mates having a beer, and no one was looking at the telly. And I was going, "Man, what's what's sort of you know what's going on?" Like, the, you just the bar would back in my day would stop and just look at the TV. You know what I mean, and we'd all, everyone would be shouting and carrying on. Well, these days, when you you know, even if you go up to the to the cave for a beer, no one's looking at the telly. There's a different sport going on all over the place. I asked them to put the races on the other day, you know, and guys were walking around with me going, "Oh, you've got the races on instead." I'm like, "Yeah, just yeah, just ask the barmaid if they can turn the channel over." You know, so I think it is a, a bit of a issue for rugby at the moment when they're looking at it because you know. Mate, the NRL's on fire, you know, it's a it's a pretty decent product at the moment. Yeah, you're right, Kimpy, and like Super Rugby in particular has always struggled for tribalism. It's not quite for whatever reason. Like I the Crusaders are my favourite team out of any 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 sport. But that's because I've had the luxury of having them win so many titles and it's been they've been a team that you'd just be crazy not to support. Um the the product itself it has just always struggled to kind of create that frenzy and when you put it up against what NRL is doing at the moment and I think you're right there's so many casual league fans that used to dip in that really cared about Union first and foremost that are now flicking the channel over to Sky Sport Four and leaving it there um, I had a chat interesting chat to Smithy about it for example and he called rugby Union for so many years on Sky Sport and I was, I was just curious to know where he's at with league versus Union. He had some interesting thoughts, so we can chat to him about it a little bit later on as well. Um, so I just think for this weekend, Super Rugby, with we're going to talk to Pod Turner up after eight. Chiefs, well, first and foremost, Hurricanes Brumbies tonight, then Chiefs Crusaders tomorrow night. They need a blockbuster round, don't they? They do, and and it's gearing up to be that. Like I've had a look at both sides, the Chiefs and the Crusaders, and they're, and they're two decent teams. Um, there's talk in the paper this morning about shutting down Damien McKenzie. I don't, I don't think these days you can say you're going to shut down a player um, with the way that the rules are. So mm. I think, you know, it's a – mate, that Chiefs side, it's a hard job for the Crusaders. If they come up here and, and the, I think the best result for rugby this weekend is if the Crusaders win. I think that's the best result coming out uh, of Super Rugby because that's going to throw everyone back into the mix and say, well, here we are again. They, we do it always at the end of the year. The Crusaders are back on the 
on the war path. You know, we'll see you in the finals. This is what we do every year. And I think that's the best thing for it. And just talking a little bit about the the league thing, one thing that I've noticed, I spoke about it, like I asked a question yesterday of um, Fred de Jong about the stadium. And I asked yep. him about the stadium because what I've noticed at the Warriors, like 23,000 people showed up at the, la- at the last game, 19,000 at the first game. But what I noticed, there were two things that I noticed. The amount of merch that everyone's got on, like unbelievable. The flags. You can't buy a Warriors shirt at the moment. They're out, they're sold out. You got you got hats. You're walking around Auckland, for instance. Everyone's dressed in Warriors gear. It's absolutely crazy. So the amount of merch is phenomenal when you go to a game and they're actually supporting their team. But the other one that is really different is that the game is caramelised. So it's gone from a brown support base of tribalism to a caramel base, which means that you're bringing over a cross-reference of people that have never watched rugby league before and have started to go to the stadium and enjoying the tribalism. And that's what me and Fred were trying to talk about. Like, you have to get that fan to come along and watch the game. And I think what rugby league are doing at the moment is that when you go to watch a rugby league game, it's totally different than going to watch a rugby union game. And the younger people these days are absolutely loving it. You know? I do. I tend to agree, Kimpy. Can't wait question of the day. I want you to bear with us on this one. 0800 in the Kennard Tire phone line and double eight double three the Temper Beer Post text machine. Kimpy, I'm going to play you and everybody some audio here of one of my favourite athletes, Yana Santitokounmpo. Yesterday, and he was... And his Buck, Milwaukee Bucks were probably favoured to win the NBA title uh, only about 10 days ago. Yesterday, they were knocked out of the playoffs in the first round. Sport can be fickle, we know this. Jimmy Butler put on probably one of the greatest playoff performance series performances ever. That's not hyperbole. People smarter than me have been saying it. So Giannis fielded a question in his press conference when the season was wrapped up yesterday, Kempe, and he made a, a very interesting point in his rebuttal and his answer to this journalist. I want to play it, and then I've got a question for you on the other side. I just asked Bud the exact same question, but I'm curious for you. Do you view this season as a failure? Oh, my God. Uh, okay, because I'm not that up. We, you asked me the same question last year, Eric. Okay. Uh, do you get do you get a promotion every year on your job? No, right? So every year you work is a failure. Yes or no? No. Every every year you work, you work towards something, towards a goal, right? Which is to get a promotion, to be able to uh, take care of your family, to be able, I don't know, um, provide the house for them or take care of your parents. You work towards a goal. It's not a failure. It's steps to success. You know, and if you've never, I don't know, I don't want to, I don't want to make it personal. So, there's always steps to it. You know, um, Michael Jordan played 15 years, won six championships. The other nine years was a failure? That's what you're telling me? No, I'm asking you a question. Yes or no? Okay, exactly. So, why are you asking me that question? It's a wrong question. There's no failure in sports. You know, there's good days, bad days. Some days, some days you are able to uh, be successful, some days you're not. Some days it's your turn, some days it's not your turn. And that's what sport is about. You don't always win. Some other, other people is going to win. And this year, somebody else is going to win. Similar as that. We're going to come back next year, try to be better, try to build good habits, try to um, play better, not have a 10-day stretch with uh, playing bad basketball. You know, and hopefully we can win a championship. 
So 50 years from 1971 to 2021 that we didn't win a championship, it was 50 years of failures. No, it was not. It was steps to it, you know, and we were able to win one. Hopefully we can win another one. Tiana Santitacumpo, and he speaks with passion, he speaks with clarity, he speaks with frustration. His season's ended. He's one of the greatest basketball players um, of all time. He's one of, if not the best player in today's game. But my question for you, Kempi, and you can ever think about this one, and I'll come back to it, and everybody on 0800 get involved here, because this is, this is a bit of a, uh, well, it's a philosophical question, I guess, that Giannis has posed. Do you agree or at least understand his premise that there are no failures in sport? Can you grasp that as a concept, and do you agree? I can see you looking, gazing, Kempi, so I, I know you've got an answer, and I know you're a deep thinker about this stuff, so you'll have a great one for us. Well, we'll get back and get your answer on the other side. Here with Kim's Warehouse, the real house of fragrance, I want to hear from you, though. Do you agree or at least understand with Giannis Antetokounmpo's premise that there are no failures in sport? Hear from you on the other side. 26 minutes past 6 o'clock, Pakistan just need 11 runs from 17 balls in the first ODI against the Black Caps to win. The cartway question of the day, Kempi, was uh, spawned by Giannis Antetokounmpo, who essentially has said that there are no failures in sports and he's building to something. The steps, it's just steps in a journey. What did you make of it? I have a dream. That's the type of thought that I had in my head, Louis, when I heard that uh, yesterday when he did that press conference and I looked at him and I thought that is one of the the conversations that's going to go down in history and be played on and put on reels and played over and over again. And the people that I thought about straight away was like Martin Luther King, Nelson Mandela, Muhammad Ali, Viv Richards. You know, he already rattled off Michael Jordan. You could throw in LeBron James with all those famous quotes. But who would have thought that Giannis Antetokounmpo would have come out with a, I guess, it was a mic drop moment. You know, it was so true that I was listening to it and we were on this. We must have been on the same page, Louis. We must have been thinking about it at the same time. And I went, I go, I, I'm going to talk about that today, because for me, the way that he put that uh, journalist back in his place, and and how could you and rotated it to reality, was so true. Was was it was so em, emphatic. The the one on Michael Jordan. Do you, you, you like you know? Do you think he went out there every year just to lose a premiership, basically what he was saying? Do you think he's a failure because he didn't every year he went out and he lost? Like and that step to success, if you understand that, you don't get success all the time. You have a goal and you work your way to it. Yes, they didn't get that and everyone had them as favourites, but he's he's got a goal and if you were listening between the lines, he's saying, I I can't wait for you to sit here when we actually get it. Because that's where we're headed. We're headed towards it. So like, I, I thought it was, for me, Louis, one of the greatest um, press conferences that I've seen. One of the most remarkable things about it is it's a second language. Like, Giannis turned up to America 10 years ago now, didn't speak a lick of English, you know? Mm. And here he is a decade later rattling off one of the most eloquently put uh, 
reality-soaked answers in the heat of battle because, you know, like, he's just come off his season's ended. Imagine the adrenaline coursing through him, Kempe. Imagine the kind of the way that where his, where his head's at. And he's been able to sit there, and, and you could see the frustration in him, but he composed himself. Look, with that being said, though, are there failures in sport? Well, I think sometimes there are. And I think both can be true. But I do completely understand what he is saying, that you can't win every year. It's a journey. And I look at my journey as a bigger picture, and this is a step. This is a building block. In the here and now, are the Bucks being knocked out of the playoffs in round one as the number one seed of failure? Sure. In that hyper-isolated essence, maybe it is. But that's not the way he's choosing to look at it. So I think both can be true. Does that make sense? Well, you've just got to be really, really careful on the word failure. Because there, there are failed attempts to win competitions. There are failed attempts to win World Cups. But you've got to be careful where you put the context around the word failure. And I'll use a rugby league analogy at the moment. So West Tigers. Okay. So currently what they're trying to do is failing miserably because they're sitting at the bottom of the table. Mm. But the word failure, they're trying to put that on a player currently, and I'm not going to name the player because I don't want to do that. But what you do, and and this is why Giannis, when he's come out and said it, is said, you can't do that. What you're saying is you're saying we are failures and we've gone out there to fail. What's happened is we have failed at the moment at trying to get what we want. Does that make sense? That's exactly what I'm saying, Kempi. I think there's total nuance on the way you look at it. That's exactly that. That is that's a, just you. That's what I was trying to say. Like, I think yes, in the essence, yes, we might have failed on this attempt, but we aren't failures, and there is no failure because the, the road, the piece of strings, this long. The road is this long, and, and even if I and don't sport, and that's it? sport, and even if I don't win another championship in my career, I'm not a failure because my journey doesn't stop. Uh, like I loved it. Uh, Tim says, great answer. Um, Dale says, Jana sounds like a fellow Warriors fan. It's our year. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought it was brilliant. I'm glad you enjoyed it too, Kempe. You know, I didn't think about it in that kind of um, context as kind of a Martin Luther King moment, but you're right. It will be replayed forever, won't it? Yeah, it will, it will be because I, I think, especially for an athlete, when you – I was sitting there with, with, just with envy and went, you know, like – you, and you put that in a context. He's just walked off losing a series. Now, the last thing he wanted to talk about was why we lost the series. You know what I mean? Well, but to have yeah. the composure, and even when you just put that into, into context, the, the new language that he's learnt, which is English, and articulate it the way that he did, he's, his stocks have gone to here. You know what I mean? They're so... They're so up there at the moment because the way they're explaining on your step on your steps to success, you don't get success like instantly. And and the way he put it to that journalist, like, you know, are you expecting a promotion every time you talk? Like, mate, get real. You've probably been a journalist for ten years before you get put into the management. Um, it's it was just such a, a good way to, to to use an analogy, and um, I think it'll be used for a long time. Just to go to answer this question here from Marshy Kempe, what happened to Dylan Walker? Is he out? No, Marshy, he's in. <laughs> they rolled the dice last night, and uh, he he got that thrown out, and he's he's back in. So he's back into the team this week, Marshy, um, and everyone has a massive smile on their face because. Uh, we'll ask Paul Mawadi what that does to the TAB stocks uh, later on in the show.
I wonder if people rolled the dice and had a bet before the uh, verdict was back. <laughs> I'd say <laughs> it would very, be. It's great news. Great news. Hard. Pakistan have won by five wickets uh, with nine balls to spare. A really good ODI. A really good ODI. Uh, Darren Mitchell scored 100. Uh, the Black Caps were probably always about 20 runs short, and that was evident in the end. But a very good ODI. These teams are very evenly matched. Remember, this is Pakistan's best team, and this is probably a kind of B-and-a-half team. So very, very good stuff. We'll try and catch up with the Black Cap uh, in the next hour. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. Pod, how are you this morning? Yeah, good, thanks, Kempe. That's good, mate. Hey, uh, excitement levels about this return match, uh, the Chiefs' mana up against the Crusaders this weekend uh, in your in your, in an area which you're very familiar with. Are you excited? Yeah, yeah, very, mate. Oh, look, um, you, you've, you've tipped it out, man. It's a, it's, a, it's a chance for the Crusaders to get one back. Um, you know, I said when the Chiefs tip them over in, in, uh, in, in the first round, look, it's, it's always best to play the Crusaders first up. Um, but traditionally, at this time of a, of, of a competition, they start uh, the big red, red machine starts rolling into gear. So, yep, look, the, the Chiefs haven't lost, um, so they probably roll into it as favourites. But, uh, but yeah, the Crusaders at this time of year are always a, a daunting proposition. They're such a hard team to get a line on, the Crusaders, um, year in, year out, at different points in the season, Pod. Like, we just had a texter before say that this is a bang-average Crusaders side. I'd argue that they just haven't quite hit their, their straps with injuries and their form's just been kind of middling. You kind of, you're a brave person if you try and write them off because you just never know when they're about to click, right? Precisely. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, you, you do so at your own peril and... And certainly, look, um, you know, there's, there's no doubt the the, the Chiefs won't uh, you know won't fall into that trap. They'll, uh, they'll 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 be on their game. And yeah, look, it's a, it's a it's an interesting competition. You know, the the way that the, the teams have not only managed injuries but had had to manage the All Black rotations. Um, so it's always going to it's always going to have an influence on on form. But as I come back to Louis, you know, the, this Crusader side. Uh, traditionally, at this, at this part of a competition, as you're rolling into tail end of competitions, they, everything seems to start fitting into place for them. Uh, been there, done that, six times champions, so they yeah they know the routine. So um, so that'll be a challenge, but um, but oh, look, I'll, I'll, I'm comfortable comfortable putting my money on the Chiefs to to stay unbeaten this weekend. Hey, Pod, people will be talking about the coaches, you know, like you've got Razor on his swan song. He's he's heading obviously to the All Blacks next year, and then you've got. Um, Clayton McMillan, who's just signed an extension with the Chiefs, you know, probably a future All Black coach. What what's the importance uh, in and around this game? I, I guess of not just to win this game, but but um, for the future for for Clayton McMillan. Oh look, I, I think yeah. I mean, any time any time you you know you pick up you pick up a winner, you put a feather in your bow. Um, but look, I, I don't. I just don't think that's part of his, his makeup. You know, he's he's all about his side, and it's all about the Chiefs winning. Certainly, um, you know, for for Clayton, it's, it it would look good on his resume. There's no there's no doubt about that. But Kempi, I, I look, I don't think he'll. It's part of the motivation that that, that the Chiefs will tap into. They're, they're, they're just about all, all, you know all about the squad, all about the team, uh, and all about keeping this uh, this winning season on track. Do you think that um, you know, like you've got? This change in in franchise where Taranaki now come up um, and play with the Chiefs, they have been for years going down to the Hurricanes. Young Daniel Rona uh, coming out of um, Taranaki, you know, he's been working in cement uh, trucks and, and all of a sudden he's turning the, the world on fire. 
you know, there's so many good young talented players down there. You th- do you think that spread going back um, further south to Taranaki has really helped out the Chiefs? Uh, look, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Taranaki is traditionally a, you know, a, a strength at, uh, at provincial level, so yeah, absolutely has been a, a, of an assist to to the Chiefs program, and, and I, th- I think probably Pimpy a better fit too, um, the, the, the Taranaki province into the Chiefs as opposed to the, to the Hurricanes, so no doubt about that, and yeah, absolutely, you know, they, they, he's a, a kid with a you know, a massive future. Sounds a bit familiar, you know, he's, he's a concrete mixer or whatever he does, you know, there's a boat running around the Waikato for a while that used to be a truck driver and delivered kegs all day that went all right and trade monthly. So, so it's, you know, you, there, there's some there's some sort of some similarities there and, and mate, if, he's, if, if he turns into half the player, Dwayne Monkley is, he's got a big future ahead of him. The, loose, the Battle of the Lucys. I saw uh, Richard Noll had an article in the press talking about how the Angus Gardner should drink about eight coffees before he goes out there and have his eyes wide open because um, it's going to be hot, it's going to be feisty. The, the Lucys will be a massive part of that. And Sam Kane's got some serious form under his belt this year, which is really positive to see. Luke Jacobson's perennially underrated. I have no idea why. And then the Crusaders, well, I've got this young brigade. I know Tom Christie's been around a wee while, but Dom Gardner and Cullen Grace, just big physical guys. How do you see that matchup playing out, Pod? And, and is there an advantage one way or the other? Uh, yeah, well, certainly with my Chiefs hat on, I, 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 I like the um, I like the Chiefs back row. But yeah, absolutely, you go through the you know you go through the team list and. and and uh, you know that just—it's—it's it's just a reflection of of the, the the strength of this competition, right, against the, the the two teams. So, you know, not not much of an edge in in, in anywhere. You look at the front rows, you look at the second rows, and, and that, that back row clash that you're talking about—that—that's going to be influential. So, you know, you, you you can in these big matches, it's easy to roll out the cliches, isn't it? You know that that the the, the, the forward trio that. That has the better at the breakdowns will, will probably um, go a long way to influencing the outcome of, of this game. But across the field, you know, you've got so many talented players that, yep, those boys will be working hard. But uh, but you know, the game can be won or lost uh, from from one to fifteen. There's no doubt about that. Hey, Pod, just up the road at Mount Smart, you'll see on Sunday the Warriors will roll out twenty thousand vocal fans. You know, they they're um, they haven't got the record like the Chiefs have this year. Are we expecting? like the stadium to be full? And, and if not, how do we get, like, you know, that tribal ba- um, tribal camaraderie back into the fan base and the Waikato, win, especially when they've won eight on the trot? Yep, yep, yep. Look, uh, you, you think, Kempi, if, uh, if they don't get a reasonable crowd there, you know, if they get if they, if they they get 20, you know, that would be outstanding. But, um, you know, it, it, you'd like to think they'd get at least 15 there, right? But, but uh, it's a heck of a clash. Um, yep, they're at home. They, they haven't lost a game. So they're doing everything they can. You know, I know, I know, um, you know I'm know. i on the Chiefs database, so I get all their marketing um, stuff. So I know they're doing a great job there. Um, they're active on social media. So, um, look, as I say, they're doing everything they can. They can. It's just up to the fans to... To front up, but you know it's that, that age-old argument that, that rugby seems to be 12 months of the year now. So, you know, as a, if I'm if I'm addressing this question as a as a rugby fan, um, you know, it's it's tough to, <laughs> to you know to get to a weekend if you're a family man and say, look, you know, you, you look at how many Super Rugby games are on this weekend. 
um, and and you, you go home and say, hey, uh, I'm, I've got a bit of rugby to watch this weekend, so <laughs> I might, might might not be available to mow the lawns for the following weekend. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, a, it's a big, it's a big push, you know, and and and, and you know, all, all the things can do without getting too too deep into it. You know, cost of living, it's uh, disposable incomes at a stretch at the moment, so you've got to pick and choose what you do. So, um, you know, uh, it comes back to to when you pick and choose what do you what do you do. If you're a Chiefs fan, you're going to spend the money turning up to watch a top of the table clash. That's probably what you should do. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it's a tough one at the moment. It's a tough one for rugby. I just think I just think you know, like, like a lot of fans. There's, there's, there's a lot of it, right? So, um, so, so to ask people to front up over uh, each and every weekend is a, is a big ask. But, uh, but no, mate, I'll be having having said all that, I'll be one that'll be uh, be in the dog box for most of the weekend because because I'll watch all the all the footy and then I'll park up on Sunday and my wife will be like, "Is there Super Rugby on a Sunday?" I'll be no, there's the Warriors. <laughs> oh, so good, so good, Pod. So many people will be in that exact boat. Actually, and it starts tonight. Hurricanes, Brumbies, like massive, massive game for the Hurricanes if they want to prove that they can mix it with the big boys. Do you, are you leaning one way or another? Because it's, it's stylistically, it's going to be an interesting game as well. Yep, yep, agree, Louis. Look, I think you know. I had a look. At, I looked at the, at the tables, you know, and, the, and the, I think the Brumbies are probably uh, flattering to deceive at the moment. Um, you know, they've, they've, played, they've played one one New Zealand team, I think, to this point, albeit that it was the Blues, and they managed to tip them over. But you know, I think uh, I think the Brumbies have got a tough run home, and 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 not sure we'll see them sitting in and second on the table. Um, when it comes to the playoffs, certainly make the playoffs. I think they've done enough to, to, to get get into the comfortably into the playoffs, but I'm not sure they're as good as as the position on the table suggests. And yeah, absolutely, will will be a, a, a good test. The, the Hurricanes playing some good footy at the moment, um, and, and yeah, it'll 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 this, the result of that will prove whether I'm, I'm I'm any good at picking what what sort of form sides are in. So um, I think the I think the Hurricanes will win it reasonably comfortably. Okay, well, we can't wait to, to get into it. We can't wait for tomorrow night, mate. We appreciate your time, Pod. Uh, good to hear you. Good to hear from you. And um, oh, look, it's it's a massive weekend for Super Rugby. For that beautiful answer you gave about how competitive the marketplace is right now, they need a big weekend. So we hope that they can do it. Appreciate your time. Pleasure. There you go, Richard Turner. He uh, he goes good. Good analysis. Kempy's always up for a yarn. Yeah, he's uh, yep. Yeah, he's always got. Uh his ducks lined up, and and as he said, you know, if they can't uh, pack the stadium when they when they've won eight on the trot, and they've got the best, I guess, the best super rugby team coming to town to try and uh, take that mantle off them, then I don't know what's going wrong down there as far as the support goes. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I know everyone will be uh, dialed in here, especially uh, my mate across, across from me right here, yourself, Louis, <laughs> watching, <laughs> watching whether or not the Crusaders uh, can get there. But it's going to be a, it's going to be a good game. There's two very good sides running around. Look, do you know what it reminds me of is 2020 um, – the Blues, this was just right on the, the front end of when Leo McDonald had the Blues and, and Bowdenbarrow had the Blues on the upswing of their their start to people thought they were about to go win titles. And the Blues had started the year great. Crusaders were wobbly in form. They were still putting up results. But the Blues came down to Christchurch and it, everybody knew that the winner of that game was going to have 
the ball was going to be in their court. It was they had the advantage on serve to go ahead and win the win the championship from there. And Richie, it was the game where Richie Mwanga did that little grubber kickoff, if you remember, and he slid and he got it just over the ten meter line, and they ended up scoring from it. And I watched it at the, at the Paddington, just across the road from where you are, Kempi, with, um, and and it really it it kind of sucked the life out of the Blues fans there because they went, oh man. We should have won that game, and somehow the escape artists have done it again. I don't know if we can beat them in a final. I mean, this is 100% just psychological warfare at the stage, but Chiefs fans, if you don't beat the Crusaders after how confident you are that you've got your team firing and you've got the best coach, how are you going to be able to convince yourself you can beat them in a final? Like, I actually think this game might be more important for the Chiefs than the Crusaders, Kempe. <laughs> I love how you've turned that right around and put it back on the Chiefs. There's plenty of them out there that would disagree with them, especially our mate Uncle Brett. He'll be down there. Just hold, his head will be in his hands at the moment. What are you saying? Um, but look, you cannot take that comment too lightly because the Crusaders again and again and again have shown this time of the year when the chips are down, if, you, if you're doubting them, they are going to come and pull your pants down on your home ground and give you a little bit of a spanking. So be very, very <laughs> careful of the black and red showing up on, uh, on Saturday night when uh, you think they're just going to walk out there and win the game, and they don't. <laughs> there we go. So uh, if you think, either way, why don't you give us a text, double eight double three on uh, where you think the game will be won on the weekend, but also, who's going to win it? Is it the Chiefs 13+, plus, or do the Crusaders come out and absolutely do a number on the team that just hasn't lost this year? Absolutely, Kempe. Double eight double three. Light us up. Give us a call. 0800 150 811. Where are you, Chiefs fans? Come through. I'm not scared to talk to you. I'll answer your call. Let's have a chat.